Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, let's go. I could get used to this. It had been a minute since you and I got a chance to chop it up. We did it last week. Let's go on and do it again. My man Ryan Hollins in the building today. How's everything, my friend? We doing all right? Doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I mean it. You know, we talked about it off the top of the show last week. I know you. I've been around the block with you a couple of times doing these shows, gotten to know you a little bit in a couple of different ways, and it actually makes me think of something that I've been thinking about in the NBA as the playoffs start to take shape. Like, it's always more comfortable. You're going to know the ins and outs when you've done it with somebody, when you've been around the block a few times, when you've had a chance to grow together it's kind of like when your significant other says let's go to a party okay great who am i going to know there oh nobody these are all old friends of mine you don't know any of them you're like oh gosh really like i'm going to sit there and you're going to leave me in the corner and i'm not going to know anybody there i mean ryan i'm thinking of that when i look that the Brooklyn Nets put their season on the line later on this evening, already down 0-2 against the Boston Celtics. The analytics will tell you that this series is dot, 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 a wrap. But because it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, let's give them one more shot. But I wonder what your thoughts are on this because, yes, it's been a weird year. KD got hurt. Kyrie, the vaccination story, we all know about it now. James Harden goes and turns into Ben Simmons, and he hasn't played yet. But the bottom line is these two guys are healthy. They've got everything they need, and it's not working. Well, can you say they have everything they need? Because this was a team that had James Harden that doesn't have them. Last year they didn't have health. And, you know, they pretty much came a, a 
a size 17 shoe away from, you know, going to the championship. In, in all reality, I've seen Kevin Durant adjust his game. I've seen him, you know, make improvements. I think, obviously, they have a lot of hurdles they have to go through. And then, you know, I, I guess the, the, the wild card is throwing up that Ben Simmons is going to get back in the lineup and, 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 and play well. And, and I think there is a shot, maybe not a huge shot, that he, he plays well, you know. So I, I, I'm not of the belief that this is over. I don't think that Boston ran away with things. I think Boston's biggest strength is their depth and their defense, and that's kind of one out. And I think what we're going to have to see is if that defense can travel and, you know, what mindset that Kevin Durant comes back with and how physical they can be with. You know, sometimes the mentality, Mark, is they can't call every foul. We're going to get physical. We're going to get physical. And that's what they've kind of done with Kevin Durant, and it seemed to have worked. But there's no accident that Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant, and he's seen guys get physical with him in the past. He's seen these types of defenses, and I think we're just going to see how they adjust and how Steve Nash can relieve pressure from Kevin Durant so that he can be the best that he can be. Well, here's why I bring up the idea of knowing one another. It's not like this is the first time Kevin Durant and uh, and Kyrie Irving have played with one another. But as you said, now James Harden goes out, turning into Ben Simmons. They're really going to play together for the first time in a playoff game, maybe a playoff game where they're facing elimination. Uh, put in Blake Griffin, put in LaMarcus Aldridge, all the things the Nets have done over the last couple of years. Take a look around the league and look at what's working. And what I think you'll find, Ryan, is that each team, at least to a certain degree, is using the draft and develop process. Doesn't mean that all your players need to be homegrown and drafted. You can get Chris Paul on the Suns, but there's also a draft and develop process there. Giannis with the Bucks. Look at the Golden State Warriors who have now infused Jordan Poole into an already drafted and developed lineup that's had a lot of success over the last decade. You know this, Ryan. There are two teams in this NBA who have decided over the last two years, let's just go get a bunch of big names. We're not really going to worry about the draft. We're just going to get all the greatness, and the greatness will come in here, and they will figure it out together, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. There are two teams who have done this. One's the Brooklyn Nets, and one's the Los Angeles Lakers, and a week from now, both of them are going to watch the rest of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, it it is tough, and I think that you know, not having the Lakers, and if Brooklyn goes out, that's a that's a that's a big deal, man. It, it is, and I think that the underlying rule is that we see how big culture is. I thought when LeBron won the championship in the bubble, they can call it the Mickey Mouse championship, whatever they want. You know, LeBron came through and he set culture. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, they had culture there in Golden State. I thought Giannis had worked to do things the right way, and the Suns also, and their culture had won out. We saw what Memphis did with their huge comeback. So I think at the end of the day, what you're saying is culture is huge. It's more than just throwing an assortment of guys together. When LeBron went to Miami, yeah, they had that big three, but everybody kind of came in and did things the Pat Riley way, and then he supported Spolstra, and it was the Spolstra way. So I think what we're seeing is you can't skip the culture part of this equation, and it is kind of coming back to bite some team. But like I said, Mark, I don't think it's all said and done with Brooklyn. I think it's a huge overreaction. Now they go up 3-0 or they go up 3-1. Now we can write that off, but I don't think it's in time to do that, and I don't think that Boston is just a landslide better uh, than uh, than Brooklyn. 
Well, I'm not going to disagree with you there. The games have been close. However, I am a believer in percentages. Analytics are a big part of sports now. Ryan, you know this. You know what the analytics are of being down 0-2. This is well north of 80% that you're going to lose this series. And the Boston Celtics, that does not feel like a team to me that's going to lose four out of the next five. So I'll have egg on my face a week and a half from now if it doesn't go this way. But you talk about culture, I'll buy that. And then let me throw another one at you. Fantasy basketball doesn't work. Fantasy basketball is for fantasy basketball. It's not for real basketball. And it it does feel to me, when I look at the way these rosters are being constructed, that Brooklyn and the Lakers, over the last couple of years, have spent a little bit too much time playing fantasy basketball and not enough time draft and develop. Because all of the teams we're going to see there in the end, they've at least to a degree put their roster together by draft and develop. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dra- I mean, listen, drafting and de- developing is huge because you get pieces, and like we said, Mark, it falls into a culture. I think we're seeing that with the Suns. Obviously, you saw with Milwaukee, you saw it in Golden State. That is huge, but there's no doubt when you get that megastar and they come together, it- it's it's a huge piece. You know, it's a- it's a large part of the equation. But yes, I- I'm all in with drafting and developing. I think you know you cannot override that part of it, but. There's the other element where, like, you need a guy. Like, you need a Kevin Durant. Like, you need a Kyrie. Like, those guys are big. And, hey, when LeBron went from Miami to Cleveland, they they drafted and developed those guys, and there was somewhat of a a culture there. And LeBron came and pushed them over the top. So, you're right. I think there's a mix. I think you can't just override that step. Or, you know, you got to have a head coach or a front office in place that, you know, that culture somewhat can – Get on. I don't want to say override can get on the same page with the stars. Think about San Antonio drafting and developing. I, I mean, I, I, it's not that there aren't exceptions. You know, every time we bring up LeBron, I'm sort of like, yeah, uh, like there are examples in his career where maybe a team uh, was, uh, you know, was put together with a spreadsheet. Uh, Chris Boss was already in Miami, or I'm rather Dwayne Wade was already in Miami. And then add a little LeBron, add a little Chris Boss. Same thing when you go back to Cleveland, the Kevin Love story and, and Kyrie and all that. I, I, I just think prime LeBron, though, might be a set aside. Um, when, when you look at, at, at the way that the league is working now, and an assistant coach told me this a number of years ago, because if you look what tends to work in the NBA, especially when it's laid out over a long period, teams take time to work together. They need time, even if there's greatness. Even if there's greatness, they need time to sort of gel, understand one another, get the roles defined. Um, so if, if you don't have at least some of, as you put it, your culture, your core, what have you, if you don't have some of that in place when you sprinkle in a star, I think it's really tough. I guess that's a better way to say it. It's not not doable, but it's really tough. Um, I'm not against signing a star. That would be ridiculous. But look at when Kevin Durant goes to Golden State. They already had a core and a way and a process and a culture in place. I would argue the same thing in Miami when he went there. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's not that it's not doable. It just feels like it feels like L.A. and Brooklyn over the last couple of years almost from top to bottom without with brand new head coaches, brand new players, all coming from different rosters, throw them together. Don't worry about it. They're all really good players. I don't know. Where's the example that that's worked in, 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 I mean, in the history of the league. Mm, 
No, look, look, you're right. Obviously, talent can overrule a lot of things. And I think when stars normally link up or they they join up, they want to go to stable organizations. And that's why sometimes there's a concept that any star can go anywhere. These guys aren't necessarily thinking stuff through. But I think the organizations are looked at. You know, the the coaching staff is looked at. All these things are a factor. So I bring that up where it's like some fan bases go, well, what do we – what do we need to do? Why can't we get a star? Sometimes if you take care of home, you draft well, you do the things that you need to do, there will be stars that want to come. There will be guys that will see, and you will become in a, an attractive market. And obviously location has a lot to do with it, but just as an organization, when you do your job, you can set yourself up for success. And I know I'll talk about the Los Angeles Clippers. Obviously they couldn't get over the hump, but they were able to acquire an amazing amount of talent because they were doing things the right way. Now, unfortunately, they didn't win a championship. They haven't been there yet, but they did things the right way. Think about when Kawhi went to Toronto. It was kind of plug and play. Obviously, Kawhi was doing his, doing what he needed to do and played hard and won a championship, but that, that culture was so strong that it was like, well, Kawhi, just come here and get buckets. <laughs> and they ended yep. up winning a chip. Yep. yep. So wait, now your read on Brooklyn, though, is that they still got a good, solid puncher's chance in that one. Is, is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. This, this, I, that thing is, I think that thing is far from over. Absolutely. If you watch the game, I don't think Brooklyn just, excuse me, Boston just ran away with things. I think their nope. numbers, their strength in numbers wore down KD. It was, it was just too much to ask of KD, and then they got confidence defensively. And to me, that's when Boston is best. And, you know, they really stuck that in. Thursday is draft night. Be sure not to miss Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage throughout the first round on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, live from the Bellagio in Las Vegas. This is going to be Jay Glazer, former Vikings general manager Rick Spielman, our very own LeVar Arrington, and Rob Stone. We'll have you covered throughout the first round of the draft on Thursday, pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-rounders, and it's all taking place from the Bellagio in Las Vegas. MGM Rewards. Earn on what you love. Visit MGMRewards.com for details subject to earning and redemption limitations applicable to certain purchases and in certain states. The draft coming up quick, and it feels like it's about to get a lot more interesting too, Ryan, with big-time receivers um, starting to starting to make a lot of noise. Debo Samuel in San Francisco, A.J. Brown in Tennessee. We've already watched two major wide receivers change teams in Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Plus, I want you to walk me through some of the big star injuries in the NBA, why you think we're getting so many more injuries, so it seems, but also how each particular team you think is affected by said major injuries. So we'll do that coming up next. It's Fox Sports Saturday with Ryan Hollins, Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Fox Sports Saturday. Mark Will and Ryan Hollins is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Ryan, not trying to put you on the spot. I wonder if you've looked this up or if you just can feel it, feel the vibe a little bit. Um, If I ask you right now, do you know who the Vegas odds-on favorite is to win the NBA championship? Who do you think it is? I'd probably say Milwaukee. Or Golden State. I would say Milwaukee second, Golden State. Okay, so you got Milwaukee first, Golden State second? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to pull this up right now. Your current NBA championships odds. This is uh, a consensus of all of the different Vegas books, FanDuel and Bet Rivers and DraftKings and BetMGM, and go ahead and give it to the Golden State Warriors. And in fact, it's pretty significant. You might be surprised to know that the Milwaukee Bucks are all the way down as the fifth favorite right now for the NBA championship. It's Golden State 1, Phoenix 2, Boston Celtics the favorite in the East, Miami Heat after that, then the Milwaukee Bucks, and then it starts to get up over plus 1,000, which is where the Philadelphia 76ers are. You get to the Grizzlies, the Nets, the Mavericks, and what have you. Let me start there. Do you buy that? Are the Warriors the favorite? With the injuries, yeah. No, no Middleton. Um, you know, Golden State healthy at the right time. The hamstring, which is really, really scary uh, in, in terms of Devin Booker, that can last out. I mean, this is like, yeah, yeah. Like Golden State is getting hot at the right time. 
Now, obviously, you're going to look at Denver, and I'm not a big believer in Denver. I don't. I think that this is just a tough year for them. That's a, It's a bad matchup for them. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I do think they're the favorite. Okay, so talk me through what you just said with that injury with Devin Booker because the hamstrings are tough. They can be re-injured. I get that. Uh, right now, uh, we, we know he's going to miss. He missed game three. He's going to miss game four. It sounds probable that he's going to miss more than that. However... Um, I mean, they're probably going to be able to beat New Orleans without him, I think. And then what's waiting for them? The winner of Dallas, Utah. And wouldn't you agree that they would probably be able to win that series, even if Dan Booker of that? And then Booker comes back, and then wouldn't you, wouldn't you favor the Suns again? Take me through the Devin Booker injury and how you think that affects this whole playoffs. Here's the scariest thing about Devin Booker. And why what's instrumental is if the Suns can take, excuse me, the Suns can take care of business is because he needs rest. You know, if that hamstring continues to linger, honestly, with his injury, it takes about two weeks. Now with, you know, around the clock treatment, maybe he can kind of minimize it within a week, but it's his explosion. So it's not just saying, hey, Devin, a twisted ankle, go play through pain, you know, go, let's wrap it up even tighter. This is something when he runs, when he explodes. It's not good, you know, and it's not going to work. So I think that's the scary part is what can linger from Devin Booker and and how that affects. And like I said, Golden State being healthy is huge. It's no different when Golden State got injured down the stretch when, you know, when when KD went out and then Clay got hurt. Like those injuries are a big thing, and especially when it's a huge piece. They can't win without Devin Booker. Not a championship. They can probably get out of series, but they can't win. But what about if Booker, if he's back in two weeks, I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix, I, I feel like got underrated coming into this whole thing just because they're the Phoenix Suns and, and because we saw them uh, last year get all the way to the end and it, it, it didn't work out. And Chris Paul's got a stigma around him like Phoenix was. Uh, uh, <laughs> this was an elite team this year. If Booker's back in two weeks, should they or should they not vault back into being the favorite? It just doesn't work like that with a hamstring. Like, like I'm, I'm t- like, this is a big concern. Like, he would need a lot of time. They would have to win out their games. The next series, I'm not sure which is it. I have to look at the playoff matchups that they had to winner, match up. Winner of Dallas, Utah. Winner of Dallas, There's Utah. There's a chance so maybe Dallas, Utah goes seven, potentially there. Not looking great, but like, like that would be the best case scenario. And keep in mind, Chris Paul got COVID during their run last year and came back, but this is a different monster. Yeah, I get that. Um, so that puts them in a situation uh, that, that also I think it, it's, it's a story. You mentioned some of the names. Middleton. Luka's going to come back tonight. We'll see how that gets affected. What about the drum beat that's kind of going on below the surface with Philadelphia right now and Joel Embiid? He says he's going to play through it, but there is at least concern of potentially a torn ligament somewhere for him. Um, how do you think that affects the East? It, it does in the sense when they get to the championship. And what happens is it puts a lot of pressure on Giannis. Now, keep in mind, this is Middleton missing and not Giannis. So what Giannis is going to have to do, he has a chance where he can answer all the questions that anybody, including myself, has had about him about as far as finishing in the fourth quarter and being that closer. Because Middleton, you know, he has the ability to hit shots in tight quarters, which makes him very effective when the game gets on the line. So if Giannis steps up, he's that guy. And not just the, the, the do-it-all, the assists, the rebounds, the dunks, the layups. He continues. 
it's going to be it's going to be helpful for him, and he can you know dispel any of those narratives. So I give uh, you know Milwaukee a little more of an edge. Middleton is big, it's huge, but you know this isn't Giannis missing. That's the, that's the big difference. So uh, I wonder what your experience was with this. I've shared this story before. It's something that was told to me by Michael Thompson, the former number one overall pick, Clay's dad. Uh, we, we, we know Michael well. And, and uh, Michael used to tell me that when he got to the end of the NBA season, he would take his basketball and throw it in the back of the closet. And that was it. He loved to go play tennis in the offseason. And he did suffer one major injury in his career. It was a broken bone. That can happen to anybody, right? Like, that's just one of those things. Gets banged in the wrong spot. But as far as tendon injuries, ligaments, muscle injuries, is it my perception or does it feel like, especially to the really, really significant players, it feels like in recent years these significant injuries are on the rise. Well, yeah, the speed of the game changed. You know, that's you know it's funny everyone says that this generation of basketball is soft. No, it's a generation of conditioning where you are seeing hamstring injuries. You know, back in the day it was more physical, it was a half-court game, it was slower and they're like, "Well, that generation was tougher." This generation is running. This generation is shooting threes. This generation is getting up and down. And yeah, oh, the scoring is so much more easier. But going to have to score 30 points at night at this pace, the way the NBA is played, hamstrings, little things pop up. You're asking to make so many more efforts because of the speed of the game. So you think it's speed. The reason I bring up Michael is his point is that players used to diversify their bodies a little bit more. Think about what we do now when we get to the offseason. Drew League. Uh, it could be the Olympics for some of these really great players. It could be FIBA, whatever it is. Um, everybody is playing basketball seemingly year-round. And if you're not giving those same ligaments and muscles a chance to have a break, well, then this is what happens. Like what you used to do in the offseason. Well, I mean, obviously, look, man, when you go into the offseason, you know, you try to address all those things. You try to tighten up, but just – that to me, this is where you lean towards a guy like LeBron, and you have to put respect on his name because he is healthy. He has, you know, battled the nutrition part. He, you know, he works so hard on his body. I think the number was upwards of almost about a million dollars spent. You have to look at a Chris Paul and say, what was the big difference with Chris Paul? He took his nutrition healthy. He changed a lot. Dwayne Wade said, hey, man, LeBron made me look at things even differently. So that's a huge part of today's NBA offseason regimen. And sometimes, you know, you can't hide from that. Like, you don't have, if you're a megastar in the league, you don't have time to go and chill and relax and do things that you like to do. All this stuff adds up. So it's, it's a huge part of today's NBA. And with a couple of guys, I don't want to call them out, but if that nutritional part comes in, they push themselves mm-hmm. over the part and over the top. And when you are a, a megastar in the league, you have to be the whole package because I'm expecting 40 from you every night. I'm expecting 30 from you every night. There's a huge tax and toll that it takes on these guys. You sure you don't want to share some names? Who's nah. who's been eating cheeseburgers that you that you're watching? Come on, I'm not on that, Mark. Come on, Mark. I'm Come not on, on that. Man. But I'm just Come saying, on, you, the, these guys, man, it's taxing enough already. So you have to give yourself the best chance. Um, the wide receiver market has completely wobbled out of control. We're going to get into that coming up here in just a second. But first, we are going to bring in uh, America's most controversial figure. Uh, he goes by the name of David Gascon. He not only brings what's trending, but uh, he might poke you in, uh, in the process. Dave, what do you have today, my man? I knew you were so giddy to pose that question to Ryan about Golden State being the favorite. So giddy well, about I that. Well, I mean, look, Very. I'm just looking. 
looking at Pom-pons. I'm just looking at websites, man. Yeah. I'm just looking at websites, and the websites are telling me that the oh, Warriors boy. are supposed to win the title. I don't. I mean, Listen. it's just data. You know, there's no opinion. It's just numbers, David. It's just my dad was a math teacher. I know your dad was a cop. Yeah. Your dad had to get into the emotional side of it. My dad was a math teacher. I'm looking at math right now, David. Take yeah. that for data. Dad was really logical. He's pretty good with math too. Well, what kind know, of math did your I mean, dad teach? Um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, he was the, you know, he was the, uh, he was the head of the math department at a high school. And, uh, so yeah, geometry, algebra, whatever. Now, Sue, now were you, were you one of those kids that was, was good in algebra, but bad in, in trig and, and geometry? No, I could handle trig. I could handle geometry. I didn't really like geometry. I used to get into arguments with him at the dinner table about <laughs> graphing. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Dad, I don't care what I do in life. Even if what I want to do doesn't work out, there's no way I'm ever graphing anything. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand what this is doing for anybody. So, uh, But I, it was calculus where things started to get Dicey. a wee bit confusing. Yeah. 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 I got through it, but I was also a senior, and I was like, I'm kind of done with this junk. Like, I got my college acceptance letter. I don't need any of this calculus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was one of those guys where I excelled in algebra and statistics, but when it came to calculus, trig, and geometry, I really labored. Can't do it. I was not happy about that either. Because Yeah, it's math. tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. So you like statistics, though? I do. I do. I got one for you. I got one for you. Give it to me. Uh, the, the Warriors are plus 287 and the Suns are plus 426. Listen, you, you, can you, tell, do the math. you can tell a lot. You do the math. You can David. tell a lot when someone calls you on the phone, like what kind of mood they're in. And I feel like there's like a tattooed smile on your face from ear to hey, ear. Man. Just Mark Willie, hey. rise and shine. <laughs> Let me let me let me tell you, Ryan. Also, like I'm telling you, in twenty in 27 minutes, there is something that has happened in these Warriors playoffs that is going to change the way I look at one aspect of sports forever. It's a good tease. Forever. It's a good yeah, tease. that's coming up at the top of the hour, guys. Uh, he is Hall of Fame bound. It's just a matter of time. But Miguel Cabrera, a new member of the 3000 Club, 33rd player in Major League Baseball history to do that. He recorded it today. His 3000 hit in the bottom of the first inning. Tigers. Are all over the Rockies, five to nothing on ten hits so far. Cubbies and Pirates underway. Chicago leading one to nothing. Guardians and Yankees tied up at two-two. And San Francisco's in D.C. right now. It's five to one. The Giants with the lead. Opening quarter north of the border. NBA postseason continues. 76ers with a three-point lead over the Raptors, twenty-seven uh, to twenty-four. Guys, away from all that, Athletic reported earlier today that Raptors big man Scotty Barnes has won the NBA's Rookie of the Year award. Mark, that thing, I don't know. I don't know. This is a lot different of a Mark Willard because, you know, you don't have the the straight gunning of Kevin Durant. You got Jordan Poole, who obviously, if you're not a, a native of the Bay Area, you think, who the hell is this guy, right? Who is this? Right, right. Like, where did, I mean, it almost, if you haven't watched any of the Warriors' first three playoff games, and and Ryan, uh, I I wonder what you think about it. You said you're not a big Denver guy. I get it. This is a team that's lost two of their three best players. So beating Denver um, in a a first-round series, by no stretch does that mean the Warriors are just going to roll through Memphis, Phoenix, and Boston or Milwaukee. Like, it's a really hard road, and I, I think there's a lot of intrigue left. But... You, you guys tell me, if Jordan Poole plays like a third splash brother and all three of them are shooting the ball the way they are at the same time, you explain to me how you're supposed to stop it. 
It's hard enough to do two. If there are three, what, what, is it, what exactly does a defense do? I mean, you lock up. I'm, I'm, I'm a defender. I'm never going to step in and say there's nothing a defense can do. There's more elements than just hot shooting. But I think the biggest element when you look at Jordan Poole is he's coming out aggressive. And you have to take your hats off to Steve Kerr and company because they didn't just say, oh, we're not going to be the same team. Curry, take a bunch of shots. And when Clay comes back, you know, Clay's going to have to take a bunch of shots. They're like, nah, Jordan Poole, here's a green light. You know, when, when the Rockets were able to see Golden State, it was like, nah, Jordan Poole was stepping out there like he was the number one option. He was just as aggressive as Curry was. So now you're seeing the work that they put in, step in, and it's paying dividends. And, you know, it also hats off. They, it, the force wasn't to be that. It had to be Andrew Wiggins. And no disrespect to Andrew Wiggins, but he's comfortable defending, hitting open threes, doing all of the little things. So ultimately at the end of the day, hats off to Golden State for giving Poole the green light, letting him develop through the years and now reaping and seeing the benefits. And there's a lot of growing pains he's going to have to go through, but I think you have a supporting cast. You have a good team there, and that was the ultimate goal in Golden State. We'll get to more of that coming up a little bit later on in the show with Ryan Hollins, Mark Willard. It's Fox Sports Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. We're glad that you're making us a little part of your weekend, whatever it is you're doing. If it's the honeydew list, the errands, uh, whatever it may be today, thank you so much for doing it here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Ryan, I am mad, straight up mad at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. I, 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 can't, I can't believe what they did. And I wonder if everybody has put this all together because we are now on the doorstep of something that I truly believe is not good for the NFL. Um, it might be fun if you're a fantasy football player. Uh, sure, it's fun if you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins or the Las Vegas Raiders, I get. But star players staying home is a good thing for leagues in general. Not always, and I'm not anti-movement by any stretch get what you deserve but I wonder if everybody knows where the blame should go Tyree kills now a dolphin Devontae Adams is a raider Debo Samuel has requested a trade from the 49ers and reportedly told them don't even make me an offer I want out 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 and the drumbeat is starting in Tennessee with AJ Brown who has the exact same agent as Debo Samuel and uh, of all the weird stories, apparently Debo going on an IG Live, is there ever a more 2022 story? <laughs> apparently Debo on IG Live this week is having a conversation in the background with his stepmom explaining why A.J. Brown is mad at the Titans. And it's because the Titans have said, we're giving you 20 mil. And we're not giving you any more, even though we know you could get more than that on the open market. And so you've got disgruntled wide receivers all over the league. Why? Because the Jacksonville Jaguars gave Christian Kirk $18 million and messed it up for everybody. That's why. I'm never going to have a problem with guys getting money. They should be getting more. You know, at the end of the day, and especially in football, NFL stands for what? Not for long you know, outside of Tom Brady or the quarterback position. So, or maybe some offensive lineman who can play, you know, into their years. But at the end of the day, man, they got to make as much money as they, as they can make. And when you look at the deals, you want to be prioritized. And if you're a game-changing player, these guys know that. So, unfortunately, it's a part of the business. The way it's set up, they can't go over the salary cap. It's a hard cap. You've got to sometimes move to get money because when you have a career year like Debo, 
when you're arguably the fastest guy in the NFL, like Tyreek Hill, you have to go where you can go to get paid. And you you have a very small window. You don't know what tomorrow looks like where you have to go and get that money. So I think it's bigger than just Kirk getting the 18 mil. Obviously, that pushes the market. But the market has always been pushed, Mark. That, 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 every well, I, every I, position, that's NFL. I, listen, I, I, I am absolutely all in favor of what you just said. Go get as much as you can. You deserve it. What these guys do to their bodies and in a league, my least favorite thing that you'll ever hear a sports fan say to an NFL player is honor your contract. Why? They don't. The team doesn't. The team is signing a deal that halfway through they can cut you for nothing. So don't tell the players that they've got to honor the contract. It's just flat out a bad point. I'm talking about it from the fan perspective of what you're going to see here. You're going to see really good receivers on really good teams get sent to not very good teams. And I know the Dolphins are okay, and the Raiders are fine, even though I would consider them the fourth best team in their division right now. And I don't know where Debo's going to end up, and I don't know if A.J. Brown's going to leave, and let's not leave D.K. Metcalf out of this conversation. That's something there, too. But look at who these players are leaving. The Chiefs, the Packers, the 49ers, the Titans, perennial playoff contenders over the last three to five years because they've got a lot of good players. Therefore, they've got a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of people to contractually take care of. Ryan, the 49ers are sitting there, again, according to reports, they're sitting there at the table with a bag. They're like, we have budgeted for this. We love you. We want you. You've loved every minute here. He was the team leader for three years. March everybody out on the field. Debo was the face of the 49ers. And now he doesn't even want to talk to them. And and it's because what these teams budgeted for these great players got totally messed up by the Jags. <laughs> like, they all looked at this and went, this is what makes sense. And the Jags were like, I know Christian Kirk has never gone over 1,000 yards, but so what? Let's get him. I, I mean, it's just, it, it really threw a wrench into great players on great teams. Yes and no. I, I think this is a little more to the element of Tom Brady in New England. Obviously, Tom Brady left New England to take less money, but when Tom Brady realizes that, he wasn't getting the support from the organization, and he had to do everything. They were not giving him receivers. They weren't stacking them. He didn't get his choice. You know, he didn't have his say. It was the, the New England way. Every time he had a big-time receiver or, or player, ship right out. You know, they didn't want to pay him. And Tom Brady is just like, you know what? I want to take control. I want some weapons. I know I'm not going to be able to, same that, to be that same guy. Where does that apply to Debo Samuel? Debo understands he's so dynamic that – you don't value the quarterback's position the same way. You don't value Trey Lance or Garoppolo in the same way in a sense that, hey, hand the ball off to Debo, throw it to him, put him in an array of different situations that is not going to last, that's not going to be best for him and his body. And maybe Debo's crying out to say, go get a quarterback. You know, I don't know. I'm speculating. Could the 49ers have made a big play for Aaron Rodgers? You know, maybe that would have made Debo more comfortable. But Debo's in a situation where he has more value than the quarterback for the 49ers because he's a guy that can get you where you need to go. And it's very rare that you can actually say that. So I think that's more the situation with Debo Samuels of what you're seeing is that Debo's like, hey, man, like, I got to be better. You know, I got to I got to figure I got to figure out how I can make my career last and I can't do it at this same pace. 
With Ryan Hollins, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Saturday coming up next. Speaking of the NFL, they are directly threatening the NBA right now. We'll tell you how coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Merry Christmas, Ryan. Is, uh, is it December? <laughs> What's going on, Mark? What is, no, what Merry, 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 Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody because now you will get every single type of intro music you love in the sports world this year. Uh, the NBA, which traditionally, for a lot of people, it almost launches on Christmas. Like, sure, there's November, there's much of December, but the, it's just taken shape. The urgency of those regular season games is not necessarily there. Christmas is kind of the showcase of like, okay, it's basketball season, football still got the playoffs coming, but basketball season's here. Here are players and our matchups we want to showcase. What's your thought on whether or not the NBA kind of owns Christmas? Because this year, 2022, Christmas falls on a Sunday. Get ready for not one, not two, three NFL games coming to your television set this Christmas. And the NBA, whether they like it or not, they're probably going to have to take a back seat. Hey, man, the NBA does it. I've always said it. And I think obviously the NFL has a much deeper culture that you have to catch up with. And, you know, I think people are starting to go over, man, we, we want to be basketball players, you know, rather than getting, you know, hit playing football. And I think that's the growth of the NBA. But you're right. As far as Christmas, the, the NBA owns that. But as far as the NFL, they own the Super Bowl and they own pretty much own Sundays, you know, football Sundays. So I think there's a lot of catching up to do. But, man, the NBA is is honestly in in a great place. And, you know, Mark, we talked about it earlier. The scoring of the league brings more popularity. The personalities brings more popularity. The movement brings more popularity. And, you know, you, you can connect with these guys on a whole different level. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I get that. Did you ever play on Christmas, by the way? I did. I did. Those are always fun games. You got the media out. You have a lot of friends and family that come into town. Like, it's really a really super cool environment, I'll say. Um, I wonder, though, if because uh, even the the uh, sort of press release that was sent out yesterday uh, from from the NFL, it made reference to our friends with the NBA. And we, you know, sort of like we usually try to 
be mindful of what's going on with the television audience. But <laughs> sorry, falls on a Sunday this year. Uh, the majority of the games will be on Christmas Eve, the day before on Saturday. But you're looking at it very much now it's going to be a Thanksgiving type feel on Christmas where you get something for us West Coasters. You're going to get something in the mid morning. You're going to get something in the middle of the afternoon. And then you're going to get a primetime game as well. And so if you want, if you want to not build toys for your kids, if you want to ignore your aunt in the corner of the living room, you can, Ryan, the entire, and if you want to ignore the NBA, you can, uh, you can just sit there and watch football all day long. Do you, like, I wonder if, if, if in NBA circles, they, there's sort of a, a negative reaction to this. Like, come on. Come on, like when we're putting when we're putting things together in in the the, the late summer and in, into winter and whatnot, they're mindful not because they're trying to stay out of the NFL's way because they know they can't beat it. So does the NBA look at this and go, "Come on, you do, don't do this. This is our day." Uh, I think the NBA knows they're going to be fine. I, I think they keep keep them moving as normal. The, it, it, the NBA is growing and, and making up pace rapidly on all other leagues or expanding past the ones they pass, like the MLB. So, like, I don't think the NBA is worried about that. Um, they may not be worried, but uh, I, I mean, you tell me. Predict. I know you're you're a dad. Christmas big deal. Like, what what uh, what'll grab your attention on Christmas Day? I mean, basketball, obviously. You know, I think there's always prime matchups. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes you don't get the matchup that you'd like to see. But I I think it's – I mean, there's nothing better, honestly, than than the NBA on Christmas. Uh, With Ryan Hollins, I'm Mark Willard. I mentioned it earlier when Gascon was hopping around with us. There's something that has happened in the first three games of the Warriors' playoff run that will change the way I look at this forever. That's next. Here we – This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Go Fox Sports Saturday rolling on. Glad to have you with us on a very, very big weekend as we get ready. Our final weekend before the NFL draft and make sure you are with Fox Sports Radio for draft coverage throughout the week and the NBA playoffs absolutely taking shape. We talked a lot about the Brooklyn Nets last hour. We'll have a little bit more coming up later on in the hour, but I want to focus in not really necessarily on the Golden State Warriors, but on one particular thing that is happening with the Golden State Warriors. But first, Ryan, your scouting report, if you will, on what you've seen so far from Jordan Poole. There might be plenty of members of our listening audience right now who still really haven't had that good of a look. They haven't seen exactly what's taking place. Um, What would you tell those people? What are they missing right now? 
Green light. Uh, Jordan Poole is extremely aggressive. If he has an open shot, he's going to take it. He gets downhill. He's got an excellent handle, but he is focused on scoring the basketball, and he's doing it at a, at a high clip. So, you know, what that does, it relieves Clay and, and staff from having to do too much, from having to overexert themselves. And I think that was the big question, but we talked about it earlier, Mark. I'm happy that he's able to do that because relieving that pressure – helps everyone out in Golden State. And that is not a normal approach. We're like, hey, Jordan Poole, we got Steph, Clay, Draymond, green light to you. And Andrew Wiggins with a big contract. Right. Nah, Jordan Poole, green light for you. So I think he's doing the right thing. And like I said, it's paying dividends. And like, in Golden State way, is just like, hey, next man up. You know, whoever has the open shot, take it. And he's thriving. Uh, Jordan Poole is a 2019 pick, 27th overall in the draft. And in his rookie year, when the Warriors had, I think, the worst record in the NBA, this is the season that bled into uh, the pandemic. Jordan averaged 8.8 points per game. His three-point field goal percentage was below 28%. Uh, Then there was last year, a little up and down from the G League and the NBA. Um, And there were moments where it popped a little bit. He was able to average double digits in 51 games played. He averaged 12 points a game. This year, all of a sudden, he started 51 of the 82 games for the Warriors. He averaged 18 and a half points a game, and that's a number that's actually muted based on what was happening in the first half of the season. He has had, since the end of January, a sum total of one game below 20 points, and it was a night where he had 19. He led the league in free throw shooting percentage And uh, instead of shooting 28% from three-point range, he averaged 36.5%. That's a bunch of stats, and maybe that's not exciting, but it gives you a little bit of a background. There's a reason I specifically asked you for a, quote, scouting report. Um, On our show in the Bay Area yesterday, we played the CBS Sports NBA draft coverage reaction moment when Jordan Poole was drafted by the Warriors. The draft Knicks on that show stated that it was the largest reach in the draft, the worst possible pick that they had seen so far in this draft, and the first round was almost over. Why on earth would you make that selection here if you're looking for someone who can come in and maybe knock down a shot or two in a rotation? Fine, but a first rounder, what an awful Awful pick by the Golden State Warriors. And now you just described what he looks like now. So here's what he's done for me. He's not the first. He won't be the last. But he's certainly the the biggest example of it right now. And that is from now on, and I don't care if we're talking about the NBA or the NFL. It's a little different in baseball because of the minor leagues. But you look at people who are drafted. You get draft grades, you get instant reaction, we're going to do it to NFL players on Thursday night. And then what do you get six months to 12 months later when it's not quite like people thought it would be, you get the word bust. And that's a wrap. I don't ever want to hear it again. I'm going to lose this battle, I know. I'm not going to change, Jordan is not going to change the entire way we do this. But... He was forgotten, even by the Warrior fan base. 
as recently as six to eight months ago. And he has now arguably arguably been the MVP of these playoffs so far. We, we have got to stop giving up on players 12 to 18 months after they're picked. Yeah, nah, you, there's no way you can. I mean, some of these kids are 19, 20 years. I mean, think about I covered the Rockets. Jalen Green this year, they were talking about he's the worst player in the NBA, all this stuff, and he scored multiple 30-point performances in the year with a 40 ball. And I'm telling you, Jalen Green is a player. Like, you cannot give up on these guys too soon. Like, it, 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 by, by no means, and I get it, it's part of just sports period. When you are drafted high, there's expectations. You don't meet those expectations. You know, there's going to be an outpour. But at the end of the day, no, you. Yeah, I, I'm not big on on the bust or like, hey, like, yeah, like to me, sometimes just being a, a tenured NBA player that played at a decent level is not a bust. Like with sports, there's just no guarantees. There's no guarantees in anything that happens. But I'm not big on the bust title. Sometimes guys don't work out. They're not what you thought they were. But I just don't like the bust, and especially for certain guys who played and did their job. Now, maybe, unfortunately, someone gets projected as the next LeBron. Somebody gets projected as the next Kobe Bryant. But when those things don't work out, I don't think you go and attack them. And system is everything, too. Andrew Wiggins is playing well. Andrew Wiggins is in the bus. He's just comfortable being a third or fourth option. You know, Jordan Poole, if he's not next to Stephen Clay and in a system with a coach is like, yo, Jordan, just go get up shots. Go be aggressive. We would be seeing the same Jordan Poole. I mean, we could give examples all over the place. It's relevant just for the Warriors fan base in their own right. Two years ago, they had the number two pick in the draft. They used it on a guy by the name of James Wiseman. Um, they, they passed on LaMelo Ball, who uh, looks like he's got a really, really good NBA career that's budding. James is 21 years old. He barely played college basketball, and he has been beset by injuries so far in his career. And trust me, Ryan, I know that this isn't a national story, but locally, the word bust is getting thrown everywhere. And now I'm, I'm sitting here using Jordan Poole going, don't do it. Do not do it. He is 21 years old. Let this thing play out. I mean, next week on Friday morning, Ryan, we are going to wake up to first round draft grades and they will be all over the Internet on the NFL. I'm going to read something else. Our- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I got something to throw at you here in just a second. It's Ryan Hollins and Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday. Glad you're with us. 
Brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of Vegas, Thursday, NFL Draft Night. We're just talking about it a little bit. Be sure not to miss Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage throughout the first round next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live from the Bellagio in in Las Vegas, Jay Glazer, former Vikings general manager Rick Spielman, our very own LeVar Arrington, and Rob Stone will have you covered throughout the first round of the draft with pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live from the Bellagio in Vegas, throughout the first round of the draft. Listen on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let me see if you can figure out what this is. I, I, I bet that you probably can strengths a physical freak at seven feet high jumped seven feet in high school extremely explosive loves to dunk huge wingspan runs the floor well length and athleticism gives him an advantage inside an excellent shot blocker especially on the weak side cleans the glass well with his length and leaping ability has added some strength in his senior year but needs more With his great physical attributes, he has a lot of potential, but has struggled to improve his skill set. His entire game could improve dramatically if body strength and balance could improve. Here are the weaknesses. He's weak physically. Most of his difficulties relate to his lack of body strength. Easily pushed off balance when moving due to his lack of leg strength. Does not enjoy contact. Struggles against stronger post players. Struggles to hold his position in the paint. Shorter players are able to box him out, push him off the block. Some question how much bulk and strength he can add without affecting mobility. Struggles with confidence sometimes. Does not have great range. Should develop better offensive moves inside. Scores most of his baskets on putbacks and alley-oops. Desire and intensity, questionable. Lacks consistency. Decision-making must improve. Free throw shooting, below average. Any idea who that is? Did you, did you read my scouting report? <laughs> <laughs> my, my draft pluses and weaknesses? <laughs> I mean, some of those, it just makes me laugh because I get, we eat this stuff like a bowl of cereal, but when you get to know the human being, some of this stuff is ridiculous. I have never known you to struggle with confidence, Ryan. I've never known that. Maybe I'm wrong. That doesn't feel like you to me. Well, in college, I was inconsistent. You know, I was, I was up and down, obviously playing uh, and being young, you got to figure things out. Uh, You know, I was weak from the legs, but obviously you know, to play 10 years, you, you add a form of consistency. But as far as being motivated to play, I've always loved basketball. It's just, hey, man, I, I had a tough college go. <laughs> you know, the coach who, you know, kind of recruited me left after one year. You know, he was fired after one year. So that's tough. So a lot of people did have those questions. Hey, this guy's supposed to be NBA. Most NBA players are starting every game and putting up big numbers. And that wasn't me. So there were a lot of those questions there. But, you know, there's, there's more factors. And with a guy like me that was – Big, strong, athletic, athletic freak. Okay, he can figure it out. He can, he can learn things, you know, and that's kind of what I was able to do in the league. You were the 50th pick in the second round. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Do you remember, and I know in the second round, it's a little different than the first. There's not as much, uh, you know, media circus, if you will. But do you remember or, or have you ever heard the recording of what was said about you when the pick was made? 
I didn't. It was crazy. I was, dude, I was drafted during a commercial. I didn't even get to, like, hear the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just flashed across the screen. (laughs) So, no, there was no, it was like, it was a speed round. Like, let's just get it over with. Like, they were going up there in rapid fire, bro. So, no, there was no thing. It's just like the sixth and seventh round in the NFL draft now. They just like like it's Goodell in the first round. And by the sixth round, they like give it to fans now. They're like, look, it's Bob from Detroit. He's going to come tell us who the Lions picked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. What was that like for you, by the way? This is a quick aside. Um, you know, you're getting toward the the very end of the second round, and I know what agents are doing in that moment. They're thinking, okay, A, you could get picked, and, and that's an honor, but there's no guarantees to your contract in the second round, or you could end up not getting drafted at all, and that allows us to talk to all of the teams about bringing you in as a free agent. So what was going on during those last handful of picks when you didn't know where you were going to go? I knew I knew I wasn't gonna go. It was crazy. My agent gave me a cra- a wild range. He said you could go because of how athletic I was and how I tested anywhere from the tenth pick to the fiftieth pick. So I knew I wasn't gonna miss the Charlotte workout. I knew I had wild them, and there wasn't anybody like that. So for any questions that they have, they weren't gonna have that value uh, in, in the second round. So you know, I was kind of you know, I knew I was like, all right, like I'm going to Charlotte, you know. And what people don't know is I think the Lakers had the pick before or right after. And I was it, selfishly in my mind, I'm like, I'm so glad it didn't happen, dude. But I'm like, if they pass on me, I'm going to be a Laker. And I think someone in the Lakers organization even told me that, like, no, nah, we we're going to take you. But I'm glad it didn't work out because I probably would have never sniffed the floor, or even had a chance, right. <laughs> you know, to play. <laughs> and then just being young from UCLA, going to be a Laker, like, that's the wor- The best thing is I got to get away and focus on basketball. Um, I, you know, this is obviously an extension of the conversation that we were having about 15 minutes ago with regard to Jordan Poole, uh, who has been unbelievable in these three playoff games. And if you weren't really following, and I don't know why nationally you would, but but Jordan's been fantastic all year and in the final two months of the regular season, he became an incredibly consistent performer for the Warriors. And now with the combination of him with Clay and Steph healthy, Draymond too, uh, the Warriors for the moment have moved into the position of being the favorite to win the NBA championship. Part of that is also injuries to other teams. But truly, Ryan, like I'm going to use Jordan as an example now in future conversations when our impatient sports society, and I get it, gives up on players too early, especially now with players coming into these leagues even earlier and earlier. You said it. You're talking about 19, 20, 21-year-old players. It's, it's hard for me to, to, to look at players like that and, uh, and start. Uh, sure, you can start the judgment process. It's professional sports. But giving up on someone at that age, it's too early. Yeah, no, you you can't never give up on somebody. And I think the carryover, we talked about Jordan Poole earlier, and you just never know. Like, situations are everything, dude. Like, you go into the right or the wrong situation as a young player, it it can help you, you know, be great or, you know, it it can drastically hurt you. And, like, that's I think that's the the beauty of sports. You don't know how the guys are going to develop. You don't know who they're going to be from year to year. And then all of a sudden you get the rewards and you're like, whoa, who is this guy? You know, Uh, and think about it. John Morant was the second pick in the draft. And I'm not saying Zion Williamson is done. Hey, Kevin Durant went before 
Greg Oden, like, and and you know, unfortunately, Greg had you know injury problems. Otherwise, I'm telling you from my, what I saw, Greg was going to be a stud and was a stud in the league. But there's just so many different factors, and the biggest thing, like I said, it's just sports, man. Like it is tough. The draft process is the hardest thing to get wrong. I mean, Sam Bowie went ahead of Jordan. Like, like these things just happen, dude. It's the, it's a story that you're always going to see. And I think just to the naked eye, to the fans' eye. You don't really see what Jordan Poole is until you see him with this opportunity. And, you know, last year he was pretty good. But this year he's playing the same way. They're just on a winning team. And there's a lot more consistency there. Can we hear it? Can we go to the CBS Sports reaction when Jordan Poole picked 28 overall 2019 NBA draft? Uh, This is what it sounded like on CBS when Jordan was selected by the Warriors. Do you like this pick, Jordan Poole, uh, by the Warriors? Maybe the worst pick in the draft so far. There we go. Uh, and there's nothing against Jordan Poole. No offense, dude. I think the guy could be a rotation NBA player someday. But if you're going to get a guy who can come in and make shots, uh, you're picking a sophomore. You're picking a guy who's you know 20 years old and has some growth to do. Uh, this is a guy that you likely could have gotten as an un- as a as an undrafted free agent. So this is such an overdraft. Like we talk about that Cam Johnson pick at number 11 being an overdraft. Uh, this is much more of an overdraft. There's less uh, at stake here because you're picking in the low 20s. You're not picking in the lottery. But this is I mean, this is an absolutely inexplicable pick by the Warriors. Look, we work in sports media. We've all got uh, a handful of those, okay? We're all wrong uh, sometimes. But my favorite part, this may be the worst pick in the draft. Nothing personal. Nothing against Jordan Poole. I'm sure Jordan's like, uh, yeah, no, I think I'm going to take that personal, bud. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's the, I mean, but hey. That's the tough part, Mark. You know it. You know, we're running the clip and Jordan Poole's playing well, and I'm sure it was stockpile from there. But, Mark, in our business, you go out and say things and you you commit to an opinion, and um, unfortunately they are wrong sometimes. But I hope Jordan Poole heard that. I hope that when he was drafted, that was something he took to heart and helped spur him on. Like, part of me playing 10 years was seeing – 49 other guys drafted over me. Like, it's just kind of part of professional sports. And, yeah, looking at the Golden State Warriors at the time, it was like, how does this fit? I don't think anyone kind of saw their vision through their injuries and how they're going to draft and, you know, what's going to work out or, hey, he's going to be the man over Stephen Clay, you know, or be taking the same number of shots. I don't think anyone could have saw that coming. I think you got to be ecstatic for Jordan Poole and his family for those opportunities that they have. But, yeah, just injuries just decimated a, a, a legacy. Um, There is one other uh, sort of interesting thing that's developing with that team, and I I wonder if you can speak to this, because as you know, NBA rosters, whether we wish it to be that way or not, there is a hierarchy involved, right? Whose team is it? Who gets the shot at the end? Who starts the game? Who finishes the game? Because Steph's been coming off injury for these first three games, he's come off the bench. But the Warriors have maintained the whole time It's not going to stay that way. Um, When Steph's ready to go, he's going to start. And hello, it's Steph Curry, of course. But what that means is either Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, or Andrew Wiggins needs to suddenly become the sixth man. If you're the Warriors, what do you do? Uh, It's rich people problems. I mean, hey, you either move on and and, and save some money or you, you find a way to make it work. You know, like, and the thing about Golden State, they have a selfless mentality. And the reason I don't think that 
falls into play or, or you end up being worried. Why? Because it starts with Steph Curry. Steph Curry took a back seat when Kevin Durant came. He wasn't taking the same shots. He ended up being more of a distributor, you know, during that process. So I don't think that you overreact if you're Golden State. And when you have a star that's so unselfish like Steph Curry, a guy who is, it probably has to be encouraging Jordan Poole so Jordan Poole can be the best version of himself, you just see the dividends being paid. And that's where you appreciate Steph Curry. That's where you appreciate those guys because, like I said, it ends up paying off in the long run. And now you have this trickle-down effect that, hey, man, like we're going to do things together. And Golden State is you know, starting to feel like Golden State again. Well, yeah, I have no doubt that they'll figure it out in terms of long term. They'll also figure it out as they can all be on the floor together to finish games. But there is the idea of who's the sixth man. And I I mean that less about next year. I mean it more about these playoffs. Um, Like, I would I would move Jordan Poole to the bench, even though he has Draymond Green the other night called him number. He's their first option. He goes, he's option one right now with the way he's playing and 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 the inside outside game. Uh, but he's also a big energy guy. I would move him to the bench. I don't know how he'll accept that with the way I mean, he's averaging 29 points a game in these playoffs. So I don't know how he'll necessarily take that. But Wiggins feels like a guy if you move him to the bench, you could lose him um, just because he floats sometimes. Stephen Clay, you can't move him to the bench because there's Stephen Clay, right? Figure it out, whatever's best for the team. That, Like I said, that's rich people problems. Steve Kerr has to figure it out. I, I think from a player's standpoint, as long as you have a conversation with your guys um, and they're on the same page, we want to win, this is what we're doing so that we can win, I think everything will be fine. I, I don't think uh, I will overreact to someone getting his, getting their feelings hurt. Uh, with Ryan Hollins, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio, and around the bend, there are unwritten rules in every single sport. Ryan, I want to know your thoughts on the quote-unquote unwritten rules, and then we'll tell you exactly why we're asking, because there's one team out there that seems to be bothering the rest of its particular league. But the first thing we're going to do is hand the baton over to David Gascon, as it is time to find out what's trending and also find out what else David's got for us today. My man. I don't know. What are the unwritten rules of soccer and hockey? Well, let's see. Okay, I know for hockey, hockey, probably if you're up four or five goals, you're getting crushed. You're probably sending out your fourth line to just start scrapping. But fighting hockey is not what it used to be. No, that's true. And and in a way, the the unwritten rules of, of hockey are something that they do take care of by allowing them to fight. Yeah, they police the game um, themselves. It, right, right. Soccer. Yeah, soccer, I mean, no. Well, there's a there there's a way to slide tackle. There's a way to not slide tackle. Yeah. I mean, right? There's but, always but typically, there's always a way. Yeah, but typically matches don't get out of hand like that, right? Like where it's like four or five nothing, where you start taking you know, taking the game uh, in your own hands. Yeah, you, you haven't seen a lot of youth soccer games, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you? You get that one kid out there, man. It could be eight nothing fast. You got the ringer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Guys, uh, Toronto and Philadelphia right now are, are in the third quarter. Raptors are only up by one now, sixty-four to sixty-three. Uh, Joel Embiid not shooting the rock well. He's 4 of 11 from the field. He does have that thumb injury, 10 points. James Harden has 14. But, again, he's not shooting the ball well either. He's 3 of 10 from outside. Tobias Harris got 11 points of his own. Pascal Siakam's got 19. Gary Trent Jr. also has 19. Philadelphia's up in the series and in control 
three games to none. Other games today, Mavericks and Jazz, that they'll get underwent about an hour from now. The one guy that will be playing, Luka Doncic. Don't know if it's going to be on a minutes restriction, but he was cleared by doctors after missing the last three games. Celtics and Nets tonight. Brooklyn down the series to love. Grizzlies and Timberwolves also from Minnesota. Tip-off times at 10 o'clock Eastern. Major League Baseball, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 club member now. 3,000 hit club member. Tigers beating up on the Rockies, 9 to nothing. Same score at Wrigley. Cubbies, 9. Pirates, nothing. San Francisco at the end of 8 leads in D.C. over the Nationals, 5-2. to two. And on the ice, Bruins and Rangers scoreless. Game just getting underway from Boston. Back to you guys. My man, David Gascon, appreciate that. Mark Willard, Ryan Hollins, Fox Sports Saturday. What are some of the unwritten rules of the NBA, and, and where are you on buying into them or not? Nah, they're big. They're big. Uh, I mean, you got to respect veterans. Uh, you got to know the guys with the big contracts. Uh, where you sit on the bus, where you sit on the plane is, is key. Like, just there's so many little just nuances. You know, don't talk when coach is talking or. You know, hey, this isn't college anymore, Rook. Like, there, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on that you you kind of learn on the fly. Or, like, sit, the best thing to do for me is you sit back and then you let the other guys do what they do. And then you're like, okay, let me fall in line. Or, you know, sometimes they get you with the prank before the game starts. You know, you run out uh, for the warm-ups and everybody acts like they're running out. And then you don't realize you're the lone guy who just <laughs> ran out on the floor normally to get the Rooks. They'll say, hey, Rooks, we're going to let you lead us out tonight. <laughs> and there's two guys out there. So there's just a lot of unwritten rules of things that go on that y- you get hip to, you know? Yeah, but you're talking a lot about what's going on behind the scenes. What about on the court? Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies has dealt with this before, both in college and in, in the pros. You know, let's say you're up by 10. There's 30 seconds left to go. Uh, you've got the ball. Instead of walking the clock out, you go down and pad the stats a little bit and hang on the rim with a fancy dunk for the crowd. Out of line, yes or no? Yeah, but that's Dylan Brooks. Is is very in character of him, you know. Like Dylan Brooks, he's he kind of doesn't care. He doesn't mind ruffling feathers. He's really the emotional leader. He's their Draymond. He's their, you know, he's their bad boy. If that makes sense. So, yeah, when I look at at Dylan Brooks, that that's right on brand. Oh, you guys are upset. What's up? And I first saw Dylan Brooks <laughs> playing for the Pan American Games. It was he and Jamal Murray, and I think he was either at Oregon or headed to Oregon at the time. And he was the biggest trash talker on the floor. And he just brought an edge. And he wasn't the best player by any measure, but he was. He made an impact because he played so hard. That's just who he is. And he's a really good pro for that attitude. So bad sportsmanship, yeah. But Dylan Brooks is bringing that attitude, and he's a big part of the Memphis culture. So let me take you to Major League Baseball, where the San Francisco Giants right now are playing their 15th game. And they have already successfully ticked off two other baseball teams. About a week and a half ago, uh, they got into it with the San Diego Padres because in a game where I believe they were up, gosh, I don't even remember the score. It doesn't really matter. 7-2 in the eighth inning. Uh, one of their players, Mauricio Dubon, comes out, lays down a bunt for a base hit. And the Padres dug out, got really, really upset. Gabe Kaplan, the man of the Giants, goes to the press conference after the game and says, we support everything that Mauricio just did. 
We are playing the San Diego Padres in a three-game series. We are also pulling for them to not win other games because we are competing with them in our division all year long. Therefore, if while we're up nine runs, we start to stretch out their bullpen even further, it might help us tomorrow. It might help us a week from now. It might help us a month from now. If we're supposed to stop trying, they need to stop trying as well. And then it went and happened again in Washington, D.C. last night, up 7-1, to one, ninth inning. Uh, Tyro Estrada, their second baseman, takes off to try to steal and ends up getting thrown out at home on the play, which was a base hit. Listen to Washington manager Dave Martinez after the game. They did some things that, you know, we felt like it was uncalled for. Um, but you guys can ask Gabe Kapler about that. No, I mean, I'm done with it. You know, I talked to the team about it. So we're going to play baseball the way we the way we play. 147 games still to go, Ryan, and the Giants have ticked off two other teams and effectively told the league, take your unwritten rules and shove them. We're going to play nine innings no matter what the score is. What's your take? Hey, man, uh, listen, if that's who you are and that's your culture, stick to it. You know, you're not out there to make friends. I remember when I was playing for the Boston Celtics. After the game, like normal, I go and you see a close friend that you just played against. We know these guys. We don't have problems with them. And you shake hands and you you know, say what you say. You keep it moving. I went to go shake one of my better friend's hands in the league. I forget which player it was. Kevin Garnett walked around over to me, slapped my hand said, we're at war, youngin. Go to the locker room. You talk to him in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not here to make friends. So if that's your culture, you have a a motive behind it, go with it. Because those guys in the locker room are more important than whoever you're going to talk to or whatever friendships, and those friendships are going to be there. So when you hear some of those old school players say, you guys are too friendly, stop these jersey swaps. It's a mentality. If that's your if that's your swagger, that's what you guys have, that's fine. But when you have your brothers in sports and professional sports, and it's rare, it's a different breed. So I like the camaraderie. If that's who they are, that's their energy through the whole season, keep it up. You know, we're, we're playing for us. We're playing to get better. I have no problem, you know, with that, but make sure that's who you are. And I don't know where they are in their culture, if it's a veteran team, if they're trying to build a culture, but I, I, I don't have a problem with it as long as everybody is on the same page. It's a fascinating conversation to me because what we usually hear people say when, when teams do stuff like this that's considered, quote-unquote, showing the other team up, you, you'll hear somebody go, hey, what example are we showing to the kids? And my response to that is, well, this is clearly a spot where professional sports and youth sports are very, very, very different. Now, the youth sports, are we going to emulate the pro athletes? Absolutely. But in youth sports, should we pause and let the other team catch up? Should we make sure that someone's not getting embarrassed and crying as they head back to the dugout? Yeah, absolutely. This is professional sports. The other team is getting all up in their feelings? Like, what are we really, really protecting? If when you're up 11-2, to two, you're not allowed to bunt, what are we really protecting? Your feelings? Eric Hosmer is in the Giants' ear over at first base. He's making $90 million, Ryan. 
are we really supposed to stop and go, you know what? We don't want to hurt Manny Machado's feelings with his $300 million contract. That I don't know. I, I just, I'm sorry. I've reached a point. And yes, I know the audience knows this. I'm here. That's my squad. This is where I live. This is where I work. But come on. This is across the board. Baseball has spent years throwing baseballs at one another's ears. If you do something, you do something that's quote unquote out of line and didn't consider my feelings. It's over. This whole thing is just it's time for it to be over, Ryan. Well, here I, I know in basketball, I'll say this towards the end of the game, you know, you're not supposed to have your starters in there. Sometimes you see a guy's kind of trying to get his numbers. That can get weird a little bit. But, you know, I was am- always amongst the idea at the end of the game, if you're down, you're trying to score. You're trying to, you know, get back in the game. And sometimes I think those elements are, are missed. But, yeah, there are unsportsmanlike things happening. The buzzer's going off. You don't take a last shot. You know, in fact, what's weird, you're supposed to take a turnover. And a lot of guys don't do that. And then you don't want to mess up your right. three-point percentage. So you'll see sometimes the point guard will throw the ball to the center or a young guy because he doesn't want that closing <laughs> turnover. And I, I think, you know, it's funny, Mark, side note, I hope the league goes and does away with that. If you're Chris Paul, you got a zero turnover night, you guys have sealed the game, right? You should be able to hold that game ball, right? Right? And totally. it should not well, be I mean, a turnover, right? Th- this, is, this is another piece of the conversation, is if we're all going to dive into stats, we're going to make this about fantasy, and by the way, guys like you are going to get paid based on these numbers, well, then you damn well better believe when I come up and it's 13 to 1, I'm trying to get a hit. I'm trying to stay in the bigs. I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to this, that, the other. And, and uh, like that, that's a piece of this conversation. Why should you have to miss a shot or make an out on purpose? Hey, man, I, 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 I'm with it. I think there are rules. I don't think you want to embarrass someone on the other side. But like I said, you're going to stick yes. to it one way, stick to it. But keep in mind in sports also, we're always looking for ammo. You're always looking for ammunition. You're always trying to find a way to kind of spur yourself on or be fired up. So sometimes it, it, it's, it's just a part of it. Uh, with Ryan Hollins, Mark Willard, the NBA slate today is already underway. But dot, 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 coming up later tonight, Brooklyn uh, up against it, against the Boston Celtics. The Memphis-Minnesota series might be the most interesting one so far that's had all kinds of twists and turns. We'll get into both of those coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Fox. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Saturday continues. Mark Willard, Ryan Hollins. Always fun with you, my man. Appreciate it, brother. You know that. Absolutely. Good to be with you again today. Um, Look, we've got four NBA games. The Raptors are up by five early fourth quarter. See if they can uh, push that one to a fifth game. That series is going to go Philly's way, though. And uh, Joel Embiid has not had a a huge game by any stretch, Um, but 31 minutes so far as they enter the fourth quarter, 7 of 15 from the field, has 16 points. So far, so good uh, with regard to his injury. Mavericks and Jazz coming up here in about 40 minutes. What do the Mavericks need to look for as they sort of enter Luka back into the fold? Defense. You know, they're in this situation because they defend. Dallas has had their best defense in defensive unit in, in years. So I think that's been their calling card, and there's no way that you win without Luka you know, in the lineup without doing that. And they got to stay, have to stay aggressive. And I tell you, man, when, you, when you're putting a team in an elimination type situation, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life. I, I always compare it to putting someone in a chokehold. You know, you, you, you grab somebody in a chokehold, the air is kind of going, they get that spike of adrenaline, that, that extra strength. That's what happens uh, in, in the NBA game. And that's why it's so hard to eliminate teams. So, you know, we're going to see what Utah has. And, and trust me, they're going to come out scrapping and fighting, and it's going to be a completely different effort. Talk to me about Boston and Brooklyn later today, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 in the East. Sounded like from our earlier conversation, you're buying into that the series does not start until a road team wins, and you think Brooklyn makes this a 2-1 series today. Yeah, Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure Brooklyn wins this. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Um, I think that they they had control in that last game. They got walked down. And it's going to be a different mentality, but they've got to run better sets down the stretch. And there's no excuse for, you know, Katie or Kyrie to be ineffective. And I think they just ran out of gas. So they are going to need help, but it's going to be a different type of energy. And you got two former world champs over there that aren't going to lay down nicely. Uh, no concerns with the with, with the way Kevin Durant shot the ball the other night. He I, I, he, he just doesn't he doesn't quite look like himself. I know it's a small sample. Yeah, no, look, he's KD is going to be fine. He's unguardable, and I, I get it. Boston understands that, and that's why they're throwing so many different bodies at him. You know, there's a high level of respect for Kevin Durant, so he's just going to have to make the game simple for himself. He's been working too hard. Uh, and then the last game tonight is one that this series fascinates the hell out of me. I have been all year long, I have been a huge proponent if not fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm like, watch out for that team. It absolutely, in my opinion, could be the team that ends up uh, winning the whole thing. I feel a little bit less 
right now than I did a couple of months ago. But they're young, brash. Uh, they don't know that they're not supposed to this, that, and the other yet in the in, in the league. You know what I mean? And then and then here come the Timberwolves, who kind of have a, a similar attitude and way about them. Uh, that celebration that happened after they uh, came out of the play-in tournament made everybody laugh. But then they solidified things with a really strong game one performance, and they win in Memphis. Memphis settles the ship in game two. And then here comes game three, and this is the one why I want to ask, Ryan, because I don't know what to do with it. The Timberwolves own the game more than once, two times, They were up by north of 20 points in this game, including all the way into the late third, early fourth quarter. I mean, Ryan, I went to cook dinner because they were down by 23. I cooked a little chicken. I came back out, and the game was tied. What is going on with these two teams? Yeah, I mean, hey, man, that's the NBA playoffs. And you talked about Memphis. Memphis – May not be the most veteran team, but they're more veteran than Minnesota. And that's just kind of what they figured out, and they refused to lose. So, you know, we talk about experience. It's not just matchups. Experience is a big thing. Sometimes you may not be the better team, but it means more to you. Think about Dirk's playoff run when he won his championship. It meant more to him. You know, he was playing for his legacy. He knew that was his his probably clearly his best shot to win a ring. And, you know, he knocked off literally some of the league's best on that run. So, that veteran leadership, that, that emotion, and just knowing what you're aiming for is huge. Um, absolutely. I, I, w- what kind of a threat do you see the Grizzlies as is, if they can sort of right the ship and, and, and Minnesota doesn't take them too far? Golden State and Phoenix also in the West. Is it, is it one of those three? Is Memphis a threat? How do you see that? They are. Like I said, the, the injury to Booker and Middleton on the other side, I think, left this you know, wide open. So that's, that, that's, that's pretty much what we're looking like in the NBA playoffs. So, yeah, Memphis is definitely a team that you can look at and, and, and think that they're going to be a chance. Uh, once again, my man, always, always a ton of fun to do this with you. Uh, appreciate you, my man. Appreciate it, brother. Okay, for Ryan Hollins, Mark Willard, we continue on a day filled with NBA playoffs. The NFL draft preview continues as well. And I'll be back with you 2 to 5 Pacific tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 